Hey everyone, and welcome to the Cheyenne Hills podcast, Verse by Verse. We know it's often hard to find time to spend studying God's Word, so we're happy you can join us as we read, unpack, and discuss Scripture every Tuesday and Thursday. We hope you enjoy the program. Across the street and around the world, Cheyenne Hills. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Plowing Through Genesis, Genesis chapter 31. And I think we're going to get to the end of this chapter today, guys. We're try. We're back with Austin. And yes. back, tell me your last Meisner. name. Meisner. Meisner. I think I've been calling yesterday. I know. I saw, I saw that, and I was like, I'm, it's going to take me a few times. Meisner. And then Renee Mender and Galen Huck. We are here today with... I've already today had one student just uh, give up, and they're just calling me chief now just because of the shirt last night. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> By the way, are your chiefs doing any good this year? I have not watched a single game because I've been right? moving. You've been so, moving. Yeah, so like we've been getting ready and well, all okay, of that so stuff. Okay, so I watched uh, one pre-season. Pre we were at a restaurant on my vacation. I don't care about preseason. Well, so it doesn't yeah. matter to you. But anyway, your guy, who's the quarterback? Patrick. Mahomes. 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 He was on the he was on the sidelines, and I don't think he was injured. He just already done his thing, mm -hmm. and he's sitting there with his cap. He's ready for the season to yeah. get started. But anyway, he is an exciting yes. athlete to watch. He's he's and a great guy too. So it's it's hard to it's hard not to cheer for the Chiefs right now. But it's especially when they're going up the evil empire my... of Tom Brady still. <laughs> oh, there's that. I was going to bring that up, but I'm glad you brought it up. Okay, Genesis thirty-one twenty-two. Here we go. Here's a dysfunctional family for you. Here we go. Ready. When he was told at Laban on the third day that Jacob had fled, and then he took his kinsmen with him, and he pursued his a distance of seven days' journey, and he overtook him in the hill country of Gilead. And God came to Laban, the Aramean, in a dream of the night, and he said to him, Be careful that you do not speak to Jacob either good or bad. And Jacob or, and Laban caught up with Jacob. Now Jacob had pitched his tent in the country, hill country, and Laban, with his kinsmen, camped in the hill country of Gilead. Then Laban said to Jacob, What have you done by deceiving me and carrying away my daughters like captives of the sword? Why did you flee secretly and deceive me and, and did not tell me so that I might have sent you away with joy and with a song and with trim, a tremble and with a lyre and did not allow me to kiss my sons and my daughters? And you have done foolishly. It is in my power to do to do you harm, but the, the God of your father spoke to me last night, saying, Be careful, do not speak either good or bad. And now you have needed indeed gone away because you long greatly for your father's house. But why did you steal my gods? Then Jacob answered and said to Laban, Because I was afraid, for I said, Least you would take your daughters from me by force. The one whom you find your gods shall not live in the presence of your kinsmen. Point out what is yours among my belongings and take it for yourself. For Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen them. Okay, so um, Laban basically was warned by God. He's like, all right, Laban, you better cool your jets here. Don't do not you harm Jacob. So he gave him a strong warning in this dream. You know, it's interesting how, how much dreams were a big part of everybody's life uh, mm -hmm. back then, especially with Jacob and now Laban had this dream and it's like, okay, don't cross that line. And, uh, but here Jacob said, Hey, whoever took this, you know, is going to perish. And cause he didn't have a clue that Rachel, his, his wife, his second wife, if you will, his, his favorite wife, mm -hmm. um, had taken these idols and stuck them under her mattress or so to speak, I guess to, 
um, to carry some good luck, to carry the gods with her, to carry the blessing. I'm not exactly sure what, what she was thinking. So we got a little dysfunction. Go, go ahead, Renee. Well, and um, I think I said this last time, but you know, I think I think w- w- she was needing maybe some security. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe could that's be. Yeah. what she needed. But maybe you know, she's just hoping to to grab uh, some of her own inheritance from her dad. And I mean, you know, again, dysfunction, bitterness. I mean, it's just seeping deep here in this family. So. Well, and you know, I I guess I kind of feel for Laban a little bit. It's like this son-in-law comes in. Now, granted, he's tricked him. It said to, 10 times, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, and maybe in his mind, he just sees it as kind of a game. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't want to read into to this passage any, but, but he did, I think he did what he did for maybe a lot of reasons. But I think one of them was he didn't want Jacob to go away. I think mm-hmm. he, I think he genuinely liked him. Well, at the beginning and he of 30, loved his kid daughters. Go ahead. Yeah. I was saying at the beginning of 31, it says that the sons were like, well, Jacob's taken my, our father's flocks and just like increase them and increase them. But now yeah. he's the, the deal was he's, he's going to take them all away now because of what Jacob did with God's blessing. And so Jacob was reaping the reward of yeah. having so many prosperous sheep under Jacob. And now it's like, Oh, my, my bread's walking away more or less. Well, and that's true. Not, not only that, but then uh, he adds on the family, even though, uh, you know, later on we're going to see him talk about his, uh, his daughters don't really even think of him as dad anymore. It's like yeah. we hired, he hired us out. He sold us more yeah. or less. So, well, I'll tell you, it's, you know, you've come from a ranching family. I, I know from ranching, you know, your livestock, your breed, your whatever your breeding program, it is like, it's everything. And family is everything. It's like equal. And, and basically he took both of the things that he valued, his flocks or his genetics, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he took his his his, his girls. two two girls, yeah. and so this is this is heart from a dad's point of view. And I'm not trying to come to Laban's rescue here, but from a dad's point of view, I'm thinking, man, uh, this guy comes in and he does all this great stuff, and now he's just walking off with all of it. And I didn't even I even can't even give you a good celebration going home. It's like you dishonored me in every way. Right. It well, was very you have, dishonoring. You have God saying, well, kind of really. Like maybe that was a protection of Laban because you know God's dream said don't say anything good. So if Laban would have had that opportunity, well, that's a good point. We don't know what had happened because uh, I mean God's obviously giving him a warning because uh, we, we've seen Abraham's family so far. When people say good things, they then they realize oh it actually happens. So if Laban was to like give this blessing, it might have been like oh now you actually have everything. It's not bad. Or if he cursed him, then we also see like the curses really rebound upon the people who are cursing. So to speak, God's people at that point. And to Laban's uh, credit, he listened to God. I mean, he could have ignored the dream and he Mm -hmm. could have pursued him in revenge or whatever. That's a good point. And I I mean... He feared God even though he may not have really believed in him. That's right. And yet he recognized it was God. He recognized it was a warning and he heeded it, which, boy, you know, that's a great... thing Skill. for me to remember. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, God tells you something you need to heed it. And, and there's a reason why God's telling you that. So I, I think it's cool that Laban, you know, we don't know what his relationship with God was, but he knew yeah. it was God and he decided to do what he said. I think it's interesting when you read through scripture that sometimes you, you know, you like, just like we are doing here, I'm, I'm getting into Laban's skin just a little bit. Cause I, I can appreciate the fact that he was, you know, his, his flocks and herd, this was his girls. And it's like, man, you've taken it all. And uh, I can see all this played out, you yeah. know, in the in the, and I can feel it being played out. And uh, you're right, the fact that he heeded God's uh, warning—that's that's, 
you know, kudos to Laban for for that. That's one thing I think he did right. <laughs> he didn't do. He did a lot of things probably mm-hmm. wrong or deceiving. But uh, let's go on from thirty three. So Laban went into Jacob's tent and into Leah's tent and into the tent of the two maids, but he did not find them. Then he went to Leah's tent and uh, entered Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the household idols and put them in a camel's saddle, and she sat on them. And Laban, so this is pretty deceptive. Dad's mm-hmm. noodling around, but it's kind of it's kind of intrusive too. Dad's kind of going through all her stuff. I don't know. This like, feels weird. Like, to I me. feel like a teenager again. I, <laughs> yeah. It but, feels weird. And I don't even know if if Jacob's been deceptive during these twenty years. I guess is the total, right? But now we see even uh, Rachel just already I know. without just like, oh, I'm going to be deceptive. My father's, but so maybe that not only is that uh, an Abrahamic trait, kind of sort of, but whatever family that. Ra- um, Oh, not Rachel. What was Isaac's wife's? Um, Rebecca. Rebecca. You yeah. know, Rebecca's family also apparently is very deceptive in their practices because Laban's done it already 10 times. And now she's like, cool, I'm just going to. They're stick all. Them in my back that is a good point. It's like they're all kind of from the same clan tree. and they're all. <laughs> same tree. Yeah. Same, <laughs> same tree. Good. The deceptive tree. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Maybe that's where we get. If we get deceptive. Well, the, the man's heart, man's heart is. Wicked above all things. Yeah. And so it's very deceptive. So we're all from that tree, I guess so. Now Rachel had taken the household idols and put them under the camel saddle, and she sat on them, and Laban felt around all the tent, but he did not find them. And she said to her father, Let not my lord be angry, and that I cannot see, rise before you, for the manner of the woman is upon me. So he searched, but he did not find the household idols. Then Jacob came angry and, c- and contended with Laban, and Jacob answered and said to Laban, What is my transgression? What is my sin that you have hotly pursued me? Though you have felt through all my goods, what have you found over this household of all your household goods? Set it here before my kinsmen and your kinsmen that they may decide between us. And uh, these 20 years I have been with you, your ewes and your female goats have have not miscarried, nor have I eaten the rams of your flock, that I, which it was to, uh, that which was torn of beasts. I did not bring to you. I bore the loss of it myself. You required it of my hand, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. Thus, I was by day the heat consumed me, and frost by night. And my sleep fled from my eyes. These 20 years I have been in your house. I've served you 14 years for your two daughters and six years for your, your flock. And you changed my wages 10 times. If the God of my father and the God of Abraham, the father of Isaac, had not been with me, surely now you would have sent me away empty-handed. God has seen my affliction and the toil of my hands, so he rendered judgment last night. Okay, so... This is this is kind of interesting. Now I I gotta empathize. I've been the I've been the son and the foreman and doing the, all the hard work and it's hard. I mean mm-hmm. the heat of the day, the cold at night, you know, taking the losses. You know, if there's losses, don't even report those. I'll take those on myself. I mean, you gotta you kind of see that Jacob did some. If that's truly what he did, he worked really hard and he sacrificed a lot and he made sure that that um, you know he. He, he worked he was very faithful to his father-in-law according to this mm-hmm. um so you, you kind of get a little sympathetic with him as well and uh and then you get this picture that he hotly pursued looking for those idols i see him just rifling through all this stuff which feels pretty invasive to me yeah. and it's like and you can just see 
Jacob standing out there. Here's a young man standing out there and says, all right, show me what you found. And you got nothing. Show everybody here. I want everybody to see what you found. Put it on display. Well, I mean, even to think, I mean, he's going through this long list. I mean, in, in Genesis, you know, it doesn't give us anything during this time that would make us think that Jacob was really deceptive towards Laban uh, over all of this. So for him to really be like, why? Why would you think I'm doing it? Just you know, why yeah. not your servants? Why not somebody else? Oh, that's when a good I've, point. I've, I've done 20 years. I've done nothing but I've gave you 12 grandchildren. I've you know, even though you've deceived me, I've I've enjoyed them. I've I've lived this life. I've done all these things for you, even though you've been totally uh, you know just uh, a turd to me yeah. more or less. Yeah. So well, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say. Um, when you're falsely accused of something, you've been faithful and you've been falsely accused. I mean, it hurts deep. Yeah. And and I think he, it's like the last straw from the camel's back. <laughs> but I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, you've been you've tried to do the right thing and you've, you've you know, yes, we see that Jacob's been deceptive in his own right. But he points out the facts of his faithfulness. And yet he's been falsely accused. And right. it, it hurts. Yeah. Well, and I think I think we see both of these guys. I mean, I think what what Laban is most upset with is the fact that they left and didn't say goodbye, right? And and then they also I think he's more upset with the idol, which That's is what kind it of seems pathetic. Like. Yeah, he's more upset with the idol than he is with all the sheep and his daughters. Like, well, hey, I just want you to say goodbye, but give me my idol back. Yes, it's like yeah, this is. This is broken on a lot of levels here. Yes. And so, well, I don't think we're going to be able to resolve this uh, just yet, but I think we're getting the, these characters. We're setting it up pretty good uh, one more time, and I think we'll finally finish Genesis uh, chapter 31. But uh, I think we'll land it here with this tension between Laban, the father-in-law, Jacob, the son-in-law, got the flocks, the herds, the daughter, and the idols, and what's going to happen next. So... In the meantime, thank you so much for joining us and be strong and very courageous. God bless you all.